Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. So today I am super excited because I'm going back to speak to Hannah Pajeto. <laughs> Hannah has been, she's gone dark over these last few months <laughs> and my listeners have been thinking, where are you, Hannah? What are you doing? What's happened to you? Hannah, hello. Hi, <laughs> Hi Joanna. <laughs> oh, we have so missed you on the socials. Where have you oh, been? What you. have you been up to? Thank you. Well, as I, I've, I've announced in my latest post before I've deleted my social, I just wanted to, to focus on the other areas of the business. You know, when lockdown started and we started, we kind of came to that dark situation when we don't have, you know, any income and we need to shrink our expenses and then started to go into all the nitty gritty of, of the business. And I realized how much more is it apart from marketing and um, I just thought you know what I think uh, it's time for me to step up and start focusing more on the strategic questions on the bigger picture on the um, you know overall growth plan for the next three five ten years and just step away from communication socializing social media um, I thought London Lush is big enough to absorb that job without me being there you have a huge team and they are, are keeping the home fires burning without you. But we have missed your personality and your Hello Kittens on, <laughs> on Instagram. And it's always so lovely to see you there. So how, I mean, this is a decision that, that you have made because you want to focus on, on other areas. H have you missed it one tiny little bit? I have, but at the same time, um it's it was it like felt like holidays honestly joanna i've been working so hard but it feels like holidays i've never been so relaxed in my entire life you know um i think when you exposed to such a big amount of people who know you who who, who texting you on the daily basis i'd say i'd get about maybe 40 messages a day on different matters and those messages i couldn't delegate to my staff to reply because there was messages about the business. Hannah, can you please have a look at my account? Give me advice. Um, I didn't want to delegate them to my staff because then they're gonna lose the the value. They lose the the you know. I, I just wanted to do it myself. And then I realized that I'm actually spending so much time and energy on you know solving problems of other people. And even though I want to help them, a really nice person, I really want to help other people. But I realized they really started to make a negative impact on my business, on my life. That I'm coming home and instead of spending time with my boyfriend, I just spend time on answering somebody's business questions. And I thought, you know what? It needs to stop. Mm -hmm. I would think, how much value does my social media brings to, to London Lush product sales? What is my percent? Where is my involvement in the marketing? How many new clients do I absorb? And then I've actually was thinking about it. I've realized that actually, first of all, we've broken down people by uh, groups. And I've realized that Google brings more people than social, right? Then within social, London Lush brings much more new customers than me 
right? Okay. So I thought, you know, I'm such a tiny bit, tiny bit. So I'm not really playing an important role in terms of bringing the new visitors and customers to the website. Um, but I'm really damaging my business by mm. doing that. Okay. So that's well, why I thought it will be, it will be wise to reshift the focus to something more fundamental and more important. And I know that you are a perfectionist and you like to do things absolutely perfectly. So whenever you have replied to messages of mine, I've been one of the annoying, <laughs> annoying ones asking you to sort my life out. You know, you don't just reply a, a generic kind of message. You take real care and time and you put your heart and soul into all of those replies. You don't just fob us off. You, you, you gave proper detail and proper thought and consideration. So thank you for those. But I do understand that if you're doing that for another 40 people, yeah. you know, that is going to, it's going to have a damaging effect in the long run. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, yeah. So, and also I think uh, the people who are working closely with me, they've also noticed that I switched on my WhatsApp off. <laughs> there was another addition to that. And I thought that that really helped a lot. So people who wants to speak to me, they can feel free to email me. We can arrange a Zoom meeting, we can chat. Um, but they thought that also, um, you know, kind of close, again, because I'm, I, I take my time answering those messages. I really felt like it helped me a lot to switch off social and WhatsApp. Yeah, amazing. A very brave move because I also did see that you had announced that you would, wouldn't, obviously as well as coming off the socials, you wouldn't be judging competitions and you wouldn't be speaking at events. Do you think that is for forever or just for a while? Um, I think that the judging competitions and speaking at the events, it should be really, it should be done by the specialist in the area. It really should be done by trainers, not by Hannah. However, if it's a business country, well, if you're talking about eyelashes, right, it's better to be done by somebody who is a specialist. If we're talking about business countries, every now and then I potentially could go and come, but, but then we always need to understand you're doing spending X amount of time what value are you getting out of that action? So, for example, I know that on our website, we've got 3,000 people landing every day, right? For example, if I'm going to uh, the conference, how many new customers I could acquire? Or I'd better spend three hours with my, or three days with my team, um, working on the website conversion optimization and actually convert those 3000 visitors into customers mm -hmm. that would probably make more value create more value for the business rather than um speak spend three days on traveling mm, i love the way you've broken it all down you've examined it all with a fine tooth comb haven't you Yes, I think I, I, I actually had a helper for my business when he's, uh, he was very strict with uh, me and he was challenging me with the questions and asking me, what are you getting from doing that? What the value you're creating by doing that? Show me the, what is the value? Mm. I mean, it could be different value. I mean, it could be loyalty of the customers. It could be anything. What value? What else you can do in this time? Can you do something else to create a bigger value? then why are you doing this, not that? 
So whatever size your business is, this is really key to do this. So I know we're not all, we're not all London Lash Pro or Hannah Pajato, but we can all use this model in our smaller businesses. So I have a question. So the algorithms on Instagram have changed recently yeah. and I feel like I'm putting in an awful lot of work for absolutely no return. Yeah. So my question based on what you've just said is, why am I doing it? What value is it bringing? What would you say to me and to other girls who are experiencing the same frustration? Yeah, I'd say, well, first of all, if you are running a studio beauty salon, you need to understand fundamentally where your customers are coming from. Uh, you can do it through Google Analytics, just mm -hmm. understanding the channels of you know, people landing on your website of, mm. of arrival. You just need to understand. You can even ask your customers where did they found out about yes. it. Um, surprisingly for us, for example, I've realized that we've got a lot of people coming from Google, you know, loads of them. And I've I even know from which keywords they're coming, what mm. exactly they're typing to come to us. Um, so for, for, for us, we need to understand where the people are coming from. And then, if, if you understand that the 8% of your customers are coming from Google, but you're spending all your time on Instagram, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Mm -hmm. Just doesn't make any sense. You can keep it up with the, you know, if you can kind of keep it as a trust pilot source where the people could come and have a look at your pictures and mm -hmm. um, just say, okay, she's, she's good as a, as a double trusted source yeah. to make a positive decision. Um, but I wouldn't probably spend hours and hours there. Uh, I've actually re rethought a lot my, you know, the, how much we need to spend on each channel. Because I understand that sometimes we think the customers are coming from there, but they're coming from somewhere else. So first thing to find out. Yes, well, if only I had lots of new customers to ask, Hannah. <laughs> yes. No, okay, but for the future. For the future. Ask, no, ask your ask your regulars because that's another thing and you will be surprised that they say oh i've googled eyelash extensions area my area and you popped up as a google places and that's it and they're just thinking go to your google places have a look which images do you have and you're going to be shocked how badly you look there well this is something you need to work on okay this is the point where it all starts and you're probably missing out thousands of people on that point if you're thinking logically, if you're looking for eyelash extensions, mm. where would you first go, Instagram or Google? Google. Well, it depends. I think lots of people do go to Instagram, depending on their age. But I think most of my customers will probably search by Google. Most of the people will go. Any services you go, Google. But then after, you can go Instagram just to double check that it's okay. Yeah. It's like a trust pilot. Mm. So for me, I think Google Presence actually are much more important so google business um i've recently updated mine and put, put actually put some reviews on my google business is google business something that you yes. should be looking at yes of course because if they search for eyelash extension certain area the first thing what's going to pop in up is your business you can include you know if it's not just join a flash flash you can just say eyelash extensions join a flash line okay. just add the relevant keywords so the google will understand yes. what the business is about isn't it 
Yes, very good tips. So, um, yeah, well, I have just mentioned about my new clients or lack of them. And this is a common theme that I'm hearing mm -hmm. from girls all around the UK and Ireland who are, whose businesses are struggling. Now, I know it's October and historically this can be a quieter month for sort of more sort of steady regulars and not necessarily a, an influx of new clients. But it's a scary time for us slash artists out there and lots of businesses are really struggling. What would you say to us? Um, I'd say that I've got some positive <laughs> hopes and positive thoughts because for me, London Lash sales in general, it's a very good indication of the condition of the market. Okay. Because I can see when the market is down, when the Boris Johnson announced something not, not, not quite pleasant, you can see how everyone straight away reacts and like sales go down or average order value reduces and people yeah. start buying samples of the glue instead of full bottles. So you can really see the wow. dynamics and you can see what's happening by just looking at the sale figures. And what I can tell you that um, with, with after the lockdown, um, we've got back to the previous sale figures already and it's, they're growing. They're not growing very fast, but they're growing, which means for me that the market is growing as well. That more and more clients are coming for eyelash treatment. So I can see definitely a positive dynamic. Um, and I think that's um, a very good, you know, I, I've got very, very positive, good hopes and feelings about the market. Uh, I know it's not going to be as busy as last year. Mm. It's fact. So part of our growth is because we've absorbed a lot of new customers. But I know that it's going to grow. Um, the only thing I wanted to mention um, is that a lot of people, including myself, they kind of forgot about eyelash extensions. So one of the tip I wanted to one of the tips I wanted to give to the girls is you need at any uh, possible you know ways to get your regular clients back and let them try eyelash extensions again you can maybe do it um, as a special offer you can do it as a free first treatment anything but i think you need to get them back through the door and let them get that drug because eyelash extension is the drug and once you have it once yeah. there's a high chance you have it done again isn't it it's true I just know it myself because I've done it and I just know now I need it right now. I'm not. <laughs> so it's just a matter to get them through the doors. So I can tell you in generally in retail, many retail businesses, um, they spend a lot of money on the advertising. They spend a lot of money on everything uh, to get the person in and quite often they only start to get return and investment on marketing investment on the third or fourth customer's visit right imagine so the customer buys the first time it's minus second time minus third time minus because they spend so much money on marketing mm -hmm. fourth time they start making money and they keep that regular and then on the fourth fifth sixth this is when they start to make money out of this person so i think for us we um you know we've always been quite um um how to say uh, blessed by getting profit straight away from the yeah, rest yeah 
but I'll tell you, it's absolutely normal to not get profit from the first customer's visit. Uh, so if you can do a special offer for your regulars and get them through the door and make sure you rebook them for infills, yes. maybe give them, you know what you can do? Uh, first time, I don't know, 70% off, second time, 50% off, third time, 30% off, 20% off, 10% off, 5% off, etc. So mm -hmm. just, get, just getting completely uh, drugged, <laughs> yeah. completely addicted, and they never leave you afterwards. That is a very good way to think about it. And thank you for that, because you've given my shoulders a little shake across Zoom, because I'm now going to go and look at my, all my old lists of clients, and I'm going to mail them and just say, this is what I'm doing, if you're interested. And you never know. So uh, yeah, because I'm not good at not being busy enough, Hannah. I mean, obviously, you know me, I found lots of other things to do, but it's sad, it's disheartening when you built your baby business up and it's, it's, it's been blooming for 10 years and suddenly you feel a bit like, oh gosh, is this the slippery slope? But no, you are right. Stay positive, magnetize good things. Yeah. And the market is not dead. It will come back. No, no. And to be honest, I feel, for me, I feel it's just that women forgot mm. how amazing it is to wear eyelash extensions. Yeah. But since you, as soon as you start wearing mascara, you think, oh my God, it's horrible. I look like a fish. And then, and then you get used to that fish look. And then you say, no, oh, eyelash extensions are expensive. I'm not going to go and do it. But they're expensive. But once you have them done, you think, oh my God, how did I look like a fish for the past year? It's horrible. Now I need eyelash extensions forever. And just get them through the door. At do you know any point. I might send them photographs of them. Of them. With my lashes on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> good idea that's a very good idea <laughs> remember these <laughs> yes. Yes. oh brilliant so how are your family in belarus i wanted to ask through oh. the coronavirus well my family is well but um i'm not sure if i told you but i'm i'm a very <laughs> um i i'm politically you know on, on my heart is on the side of the opposition I really think, think that things, they, they need to change because Belarus is the less developed country in Europe and it's really, really sad. And mm -hmm. I know that amount of, um, we, we can't, I know amount of smart people living in the country, amount of IT people, amount of engineers, it's just a, such a smart country. And I know we can with the right government. Um, so I feel really sad because nothing changes but uh yeah let's see maybe one day i really hope your family haven't been touched by the virus they're healthy and well so that's the main thing yes that's right that's good and how do you feel obviously in this kind of new world of face masks and uh, one-way systems and no hugs and not seeing more than six people at a time and how does it feel to you are you afraid are you relaxed what no to be honest with you no I actually it's another interesting story a couple of weeks ago we had a positive case in the warehouse um 
and we were so paranoid. I thought, oh my God, now all the warehouse going to get ill. And it just was, and even though they were wearing all full PPE mm-hmm. and um, masks and washing their hands, I just was so paranoid that everyone's going to get ill, but nobody did. Wow. So masks work. Mm-hmm. Washing your hands works. So all these PPEs, they work. Uh, I think wearing them, it's it's okay. It's not too hard. I, I don't see the big problem. I've been to Asia so many times. People are wearing those PPEs anyway. They're wearing the face masks anyway. They're wearing the gloves anyway because they don't want to get tanned. <laughs> so I just don't see a big deal. I think it's a needed measure. And yeah, I'm happy to be involved and protect other people uh, from myself if if I carry it. Yeah, so you to participate. It doesn't upset me at all. No, obviously you'd prefer not to be wearing masks and doing all of that. Yeah, but if it's needed, absolutely fine. Yeah, I know what I'm doing it for because yeah. in case if I carry the virus, I don't want to spread it around. So is everyone at London Lash Pro? Is the mood generally upbeat? Yes. Yes, yes, as I told you, the sales are surprisingly <laughs> growing, which means that industry is recovering. Um, of course, I still have some fears about second lockdown, but I'm like 99% sure that it's not going to happen uh, because it's too expensive for economy. And I don't think uh, it, you know, government will be able financially to do it. So they might implement some small measurements and I hope it will not be face-to-face, no more face-to-face treatment. That's, that's another thing. So they can, potentially they can keep the beauty salons work and just close that particular treatment, which I hope they won't. Um, so yeah, I've got those fears, but um, I think everyone does, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, anyone doing face-to-face treatment, they talked about the danger zone and everything. So it was a concern, but I have to say, you know, I had my misgivings and concerns initially but now I do feel pretty safe with my mask on and my shield my client mask so I'd be very disappointed if they did stop us working yes no me too and I think they won't it's just really expensive really expensive yeah oh dear well fingers crossed that isn't going to happen Hannah it is so lovely to speak to you and I know that everyone will be so pleased to have heard your news and you know, maybe one day in the future you'd come back on my podcast. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. It's lovely to speak to you as always. 19.